On this week's episode, we break down the Ken and Barbie killers and ride a wave of 90s nostalgia as we review the movie Carla. So put down that Aquanet and join us in the pod shed. We're sipping on peach schnapps and talking about murder. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. THC, True Hollywood Crime. I'm Mariah. This is Bailey. It's me. And this is episode five. I can't believe it. Five. Do you know what episode five means? We get to go on Spotify. <gasps> so now you can tell your friends and family that we're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, and hopefully Spotify soon and Pandora soon. Amaze. So that's pretty exciting. We're coming up in this world. How's uh, how, how are you doing? How's your week? I was really productive. You'll be so proud of me. So first I did my homework and uh-huh. I got my movie done. Yep. Then I got through six chapters of the book you gave me. Oh, the new Hunger Games. Yes, six whole chapters. Thank yes. you very much. And I finished the first season of Married at <laughs> <laughs> First Sight or whatever. Um, I, We've been crazy this week. I actually haven't talked to Bailey pretty much at all this week, which Mm-mm. is so unlike you us. You abandoned but, me. Yeah, Um, but... That's amazing. Yeah, so I knew you would be so proud. Okay, let's start with semi-intellectual things first. How do you like the book? We're talking about the Ballad of the Songbird. Songbird. Yeah, it's like the prequel to the Hunger Games. Yeah. So what I forgot about reading the Hunger Games was how hard it is to read those fucking names. <laughs> yeah. Like the movies really helped out because when you hear them pronounce them, you like get a ring for it in your head. But I'm like trying to figure out like how they're supposed to sound. And I'm not quite far enough in the book where I've decided. So I keep getting caught up on the names of people. Well, and in all fairness, it's kind of just the capital names. Yeah. The the district names are all easier. Right. It's Prim and Peta and Katniss. Like those are explanatory. For but sure. The capital names get a little craziest. And I think. Um, what's, what's Snow's name? Cornolius or... Right. Yeah. Literally, I've read the Hunger Games series at least, I would say, seven to eight times. And I always saw it as Cornelius. And it wasn't until I read this book that I was like, it's not Cornelius. No, and they call him like Chrono or... I couldn't believe it. Or yeah. Literally, Mm -hmm. this whole time, my brain has been reading Cornelius. Because that's what it's supposed to be. (laughs) Well, we're not in the capital. We don't understand these weird names. But other than that, I do. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And and how do you like my new favorite show, uh, Married at First Sight? So hard, so fast. I got to catch up, dude. I'm going to power watch season one so I can catch up with you. Yeah. It was a good one. It was. I like because it's like it's super old. I think it's like in 2014 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun to watch. And just seeing like how the show was still very new because all the the people invested in it that did their research, how excited they get about the relationships. Like, oh, shit, this could really be working. Oh. We might be on to something here. Yeah. Right. Where When they're like 16 seasons deep, they're like, yeah, we know what we're doing. And we- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got done watching either season six or seven and it's a really good one i won't give you guys any spoiler alerts but the mm-hmm. couple i liked the most is still together mm-hmm. they got a baby so yeah it's pretty exciting our mm-hmm. trash tv what i so i was really confused about one couple like they could go either way and i knew for a fact what the other ones were gonna do and it played out the way that i thought it would there you go guys mm-hmm. listen the reason i started watching this show is because i don't watch any kind of dating shows or like romantic reality right. shows but I got stuck on Love is Blind mm-hmm. on Netflix, and then I had nothing else to watch. So Married at First Sight, 
was the next best thing, I guess. And in my opinion, it's crazier. The idea of marrying someone without yes. even knowing their name. Because love is blind. They get to know each other right. first. They and have then a they friendship. Date. They have like a trust built, which they do in an a insane amount of time. Like within three days, they're in love with each other because they can't touch each other or see each other. But on this show, like to throw someone into that, that you meet the person the day you get married. Nuts. Go on to have your honeymoon immediately after that. You have to travel to another country with, with this someone person. you don't even know. You and I know how stressful that is with our significant others that we've been with. I'm forever. supposed to poop in front of this person. <laughs> like I need to get my own hotel room. Yeah, and so it's amazing. I really enjoyed it. It's bad news for my husband. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like the fact that young, attractive people are on that show. Yeah, like 24. Why are you? Yeah, of course like, was you it found really, love at 24. Exactly. Did, you haven't even found yourself. I just assumed it would be a lot of like, you know, washed up. I don't want to say washed up 35 year olds because we are, are washed up 35 year olds. But, you know, I thought it was going to be like 35, 40. Yeah. Love like people hasn't who happened were, yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the youngest couple on my season was like 25. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, there you go, guys. Married at First Sight. Watch it on Netflix. Hulu. Hulu. Right now it's on Hulu. Um, I started watching the newer season and I'm working my way backwards. So um, we'll meet seasons in the middle. seven, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine, all great seasons. Yeah. Okay. I have some follow-ups Ooh. from last week. First of all, yes, the um, the other brother's name is Christopher Thank Lutz. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> if you guys listened to last episode or if you didn't listen to last episode. You should. Episode it's four. We did Amityville Horror. And I couldn't remember the name of the second brother of the family who claimed they were haunted. In we the knew house. it was a CH. We knew it was a CH because I have terrible handwriting. Um, it is Christopher Lutz. So if Christopher so right. Lutz is listening to this, I apologize. No for disrespect. Doubting myself. And then also I told B about this book that OJ Simpson wrote. And it was like a crazy title. And I couldn't remember what it was. The title is really big on the cover. I did it I was, in big red letters. I was just going to say that. I did it. Um, what does it say? I did it. Confessions of the killer. And then really teeny tiny in the letter I is the word if. Like you have to be looking for it to see it. It's yeah. so small. I can't so technically, that. I guess it's called if I did it. Confessions of a killer. But it just looks like I, I did, did it. it in big red letters. Amazing. So that's that O.J. Simpson book. And I, then didn't they just release the new Ford Bronco this year on the anniversary of the killing? <laughs> yeah. That's because Ford's fucking Lou, savage. Lou and our friend Ben were just talking about that. Yeah. They were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oops, sorry, it was a coincidence. Yeah, right. No, Ford's fucking savage. <laughs> um, so I got done reading all the Hunger Game books. Now I'm rereading Twilight, Twilight. because, mm-hmm. what is it called? Maybe Midnight Sun? Edward's song. <laughs> <laughs> Edward's point of view book is out. I've heard it's really good. I'm going to try to read all of Twilight before I read that one. We'll see how far I get. I'll give you guys updates. But um, it's pretty not great. But, you know. I'm an adult now. I was an adult the first time I read it because we're old. But I read it in my early 20s. Yeah, it, it's different now. I mean, I've just moved on to such smuttier books. Right. And I was thinking about them all maybe because on a lot of podcasts, they give you like good book recommendations. I'm like, maybe I'll just recommend like really smutty, trashy books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the type of book I need in my life. Oh, of course. You know, like like I said, we're 35. We're moms. We're married. 
I've been married for fucking ever. And I love my husband, but I also love a nice smutty book. Absolutely. So maybe I'll start recommending some good smut books to you guys. I can't guarantee you they're going to be good or you'll be impressed by them. But, you know, I'm just saying it might turn you on a little bit. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, other than that, I've been, um, you know, crying myself to sleep every night about the Twitter ban that's going to come down. Twitter. <gasps> Sorry. TikTok. I don't give a fuck about Twitter. Right. TikTok ban. <laughs> we got 40 days left. 45 days. Oh, my God. Somebody, please. Jeff Bezos. Buy please, it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. It's it's the only thing that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Between that and Halloween, like, I just, I, there's nothing to look forward to anymore. Literally, there's nothing to live for. Mm-mm. Except for I have been listening to Taylor Swift on repeat. The new album. I love it, but it's also a sad album. So yeah. it's really getting my mood of how sad I am about TikTok. So I found out that she leaks the name of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's third kid. Because... Is it Betty? It is. Yeah. She has mm-hmm. a whole song called uh, Betty. Yeah, James, Inez, and Betty from like the boys' point of view. I read that on TMZ today. So thanks, TMZ. Hey, that's great. <laughs> right after I did all my other hard work <laughs> of right. the movie and the book and then the show, I had to catch up on some real news. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know why, as old as I am, it's all about Twilight and Taylor Swift and TikTok right that's now. what it takes. Trying yeah. to recapture my youth. I drank through my youth. So, so we're now. just trying to revisit all those good feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Reminisce, man. So this week we are doing Ken and Barbie Killers, a.k.a. Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Carla with a K, which I think is hilarious. She's classy. <laughs> it sounds, it's so trashy to me. Carla with like, a K. It's like Krusty Krab. And B, watch what you watch. Carla. Carla. With just, a K. <laughs> just called Carla with a K. <laughs> And it was funny when I first saw the movie for it, or I didn't watch the movie, right. but that I saw there was a movie for the case. I was like, oh, of course. They have to make it all about Carla because they're misogynistic. Like, Hollywood is sexist pigs. And, like, there's no horror movie about Paul. Right. It's all on Carla. But, guys, at the end of this case, we will visit why maybe the movie should have just been about Carla. Yeah. It, the movie left it pretty open, so I can't wait to see what the actual facts you came up with. Okay. And also, like I said, it's been a little bit of a crazy week. So I did my homework. I wrote it all out. I rewrote it because my handwriting is so terrible. But I haven't gone back over my notes since. So we're going to kind of be flying by the seat of our pants here. Woo! We'll see. B and I are not drinking wine tonight. We are drinking alcoholic seltzers. <laughs> Your ASMR <laughs> bubble, bubble, doesn't bubble. quite hit the same. <laughs> Did you say bubble, 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 fizz, fizz, fizz. I, um, I beer bonged one in our two turn Tony beer bong that B bought us for our pod shed and our podcast. So for the next 40 days, if y'all are on TikTok and you don't know who two turn Tony is, go look him up. But he's also on Instagram. He's super hot. He looks like a young Bradley Cooper and he has pet ducks and he beer bongs with his grandma all the time and pisses his, off his mom i strive to be his grandma it, he wears his sister's clothes and looks better in them than his sister i haven't seen that yet but i look forward to you that. have any any like pair of short shorts you've or seen him sister's. in or his sister's shorts you've seen it okay you just didn't realize what you were seeing i saw one on tiktok today i guess his mom just found his tiktok i saw that too do you think it was staged i think so how could she not know of course yeah but still, mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. 
All right, I just did an ASMR sip. Let's do an ASMR cheers of our cans. <laughs> doesn't quite hit the same. No. It's all right, though. <clears throat> all right. Come with me as I tell you the tale of the Ken and Barbie killers. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I can't wait to describe to y'all what B is wearing tonight. I can't wait to see how long it lasted this podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> B's going to light her joint and let's do it. I'm going to tell you that I got all my information from all that's interesting.com and wordpress.com, a, a article called darker in the light. So shout out to those guys. Thanks for everything. So like I said, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. So we're going to start off with Paul because besides being the Ken and the Ken and Barbie killers, he already had a whole crime past he was the scarborough scarborough rapist so so we're in the canadia yep paul bernardo was born august 1964 in scarborough which is a suburb of ontario canada to a well-off seemingly stable family until until 1975 when his dad kenneth is charged with child molestation and rumors are he even molested his own daughter. So, you know, dad's a piece of shit. Shocker. Um, you know, Paul seems <coughs> okay, though. People describe him as happy and always smiling, well-adjusted. At 16, Paul's mom tells him that he was actually the result of an extramarital affair. Hey. And his behavior changes drastically. <coughs> he begins to refer to his mom as a slob and a whore. And he then goes off to the University of Toronto. He's tall and handsome, tan, blonde, muscular, and very charming. He has no problem with the ladies. Nope. And he actually picks up most of uh, his women at bars, only to end up taking them home and beating them and verbally assaulting them and raping them. Mm -hmm. Oh, and sorry, humiliating them. Yep. And... uh, you know, that ends up not being enough for him. So he escalates. May 4th, 1987, a young woman is getting off of a bus and she's grabbed and brutally raped near her parents' home. Over the next week, there will be two more similar assaults. And all these girls are between the ages of 15 and 21. All the attacks include beatings, intense verbal abuse and rape. And he gives them dire threats to discourage them from telling the police. Okay. Police figure that it's the same person. And so the Scarborough rapist is born. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Scarborough? Scarsborough. There's no double. There's not another S. Oh. Scarborough. I think I may be thinking of the hot actress Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> We're mixing the two. Yeah, maybe he would have actually made a great he Paul Bernardo. Been fucking phenom. They yeah. should do a remake mm-hmm. of Paul's point of view mm-hmm. with him, like how they did a remake of Twilight with Edward's <laughs> point of view. Same thing. Age of the remake. Um. So yep, the Scarborough rapist is born for nearly five years. Paul rapes at least nineteen women, and these are just confirmed cases. They're all young women. Most are near bus stops, but at least one who's 15 years old is actually Jesus. attacked in her own bedroom, oh my which is fucking terrifying. Um, a few victims fight him off eventually and give a description to the police. And the police actually question him a few times, but he's never named as a suspect. Mm-hmm. 
Now, at 23 years old, Paul meets 17-year-old Carla with a K, Homolka. Carla is also from Ontario, and she's the eldest of three siblings. Ooh. Now, if you listen to episode two, if you haven't, go back and do it now and come back. If you have listened, episode two was on the Keddy Cabin murders. Mm -hmm. And I go pretty hard on how much I love big sisters. I'm a big sister. I have my oldest daughter is obviously a big sister. We love big sisters. There's a badass big sister in the Keddy Cabin murders. Carla Homolka is not Not one of these badass big sisters. Mm -mm. Carla Homolka is... um, piece of shit a piece of shit (laughs) and she's giving big sisters everywhere a bad name so fuck you carla i mean from what i can tell from my movie point of view just giving women a bad fucking name or maybe just human beings (laughs) she's just just garbage she just gives humans a bad name um however she is described as well-adjusted pretty smart popular she loves animals she works in the vet clinic after high school and like Paul, she's tan, blonde, in shape. But what I've noticed from pictures is unlike Paul, she has dead eyes. Paul Bernardo has like a spark and some charm, at least in his earlier pictures, mm-hmm. where you could see like, oh, I could see why he, how he could be charming. Like he has kind of a, a glint in his eye. Yeah. She's Carla is dead eyed in mm-hmm. every picture I've ever seen her. Like even when she's smiling, it doesn't reach her eyes. Which is always a bad sign. Right. It's like a flat smile. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they meet at a pet convention, which might be the only cute part of this whole story. And there's an immediate attraction because, you know, Carla is not like other girls. I'm trying to think what the fuck he's doing at a pet convention. You know, I saw the answer and I didn't write it down. Okay. Stay tuned follow next up. episode for the follow-up of why Paul Bernardo was I, I saw the answer, but, you know, not important. It has something to do with his job. Okay. I didn't write down what his job is, but it has something to do with what he does for a living. Okay. They have they enter a sadomasochistic relationship. Mm-hmm. Paul is the abusive master, and Carla is the willing slave. Um, and this whole time, though, Paul is still raping young girls. Mm-hmm. And... Or young women, I should say. And from what you've read, does Carla know that? I was just going to say. And with Carla's knowledge and approval. Okay. So Carla knows all about it. She's about that life. Yeah. Um, Paul and Carla get engaged. What a love story. Carla is beyond happy. She's always bragging to her friends about Paul, describing him as super romantic. But our boy Paul is bored. And he's mad that Carla was a virgin when they got together. It was not a virgin. Correct. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Paul was mad that Carla she not was not a dirty virgin and used. Mm-hmm. when they got together. But you know who is a virgin? Carla's 15-year-old sister, Tammy. Mm-hmm. So since Carla's so understanding, she's such a cool chick, she offers Paul her sister's virginity as a Christmas present. And... Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. I mean, I know rape is terrible, but now we're starting to get into some real really fucked up brutal shit. territory. Um, December 23rd, 1990, at the Christmas family party at the Homolka house. Okay. Carla spikes Tammy's drink with an animal anesthetic that she stole from the clinic. And once her family is asleep and Tammy is unconscious, Carla then holds halothane-soaked cloth over her sister's mm-hmm. mouth. Halothane is an 
inhaled anesthetic daily that's used on people. And, of course, too much leads to all kinds of bad shit. Heart problems, circulation problems, yeah. breathing problems. I mean, too much of anything is probably not great. So, <clears throat> Paul and Carla then take turns raping and abusing Tammy. And they videotape the whole thing. Um, and then later on in the night, Tammy starts choking on her own vomit. Paul and Carla panic. And they hide evidence before calling an ambulance. And Tammy... Poor Tammy never regains consciousness and is pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. Once again, we're so fucking sorry, Tammy, that that happened to you. Um, and by someone I'm sure that she loved, trusted, trusted probably wanted to be like, probably mm-hmm. looked, looked up, up to. to. Yeah. Um, officials ignore. So Tammy has these like chemical burns on her face and officials just totally ignore them. Okay. And the anesthetic is not um, found in her blood, isn't okay. detected in her body. And so... Was anything detected in her body? So the death is ruled as accidental poisoning from alcohol. alcohol okay. poisoning. Yeah. So they're... Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that sounds like some pretty shoddy... For sure. ...work there. Uh, so now we're getting closer and closer to the wedding. And Paul is having second thoughts. So Carla lures another girl who she works with to the house that her and Paul now share and she calls Paul and tells him she has an early wedding present for him. The couple again drug her, rape her, videotape it, but this girl survives and she has no memory of it. So if there's ever a silver lining, I guess that's it, but it's pretty fucking horrible. Now our beautiful couple, Paul and Carla, finally get married on... June 29th, 1991. Come on. Your birthday. There we go, Bailey. Yeah. She's, Bailey's My fucking me. dead ass eyes <laughs> over here. Bailey just gave me real dead Carla Homolka eyes. Yes, my birthday, I'm, Bailey. I'm really in character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a dream wedding. Yeah. Everything our girl deserves, complete with a white horse, drawn carriage. They are the all-American couple, and they really look like Ken and Barbie. If I... I had worn a white veil to my wedding. I 1000% would have taken that as my inspiration because that fucking look, damn, like the the poofs. And, and the- by the way, guys, I just posted this today. If you want to see what Bailey looked like on her wedding, go to our Instagram, THC podcast, or that's the only place because um, I didn't put it on Twitter. <laughs> THC podcast. I just put a picture of me and B at her wedding because we had talked about your oh, wedding in episode one. four. Yeah. So I just put this picture up of us where we're doing bitch face and it's great. So if you want to see at least from the shoulders up what B looked like on her <laughs> wedding, go to THC podcast on Instagram. You no, know, other see it. than these amazing theme vibes you're going to be getting on the side. <laughs> you're going to get some wedding. <laughs> I know I'm going to be putting all I have all kinds of pictures of Every us over side the years. Of me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So when I say they look like Ken and Barbie, I mean, they literally oh, look they went like all out. I had the Ken and Barbie early 90s yeah. wedding set and they look exactly like that, except mm-hmm. for dead eyed Carla. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carla looks the part, but her eyes are dead as a doornail in those wedding pictures. Um, oh, my God. Now, on the same day, June 29th, a couple canoeing on Lake Gibson discovered concrete blocks in the water containing body parts. Mm-hmm. They belong to 14 year old Leslie Mahaffey or Mahaffey, who's been missing since June 15th. 
Paul and Carla had kidnapped her and abused her and raped her for days on end. Um, and then nothing really happens for a while. We skip to April 92. They kidnap 15-year-old Kristen French. Carla actually pulls over their car to ask Kristen for directions. And then Paul grabs her from behind. After they are finished with Kristen, they leave her battered and beaten body naked in a ditch on a rural road. Oh, so damn. Leslie, okay. Kristen, you know, rest in peace. That's so fucked up. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, that that escalated. And I mean, they're just so young. And it's right. just so terrible. For sure. Um, so now Paul is spiraling. And Paul and Carla get into a fight. And Paul beats the brakes off Carla with a yep. flashlight in the worst case of domestic violence that the ER doctor has ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, February 1st, 1993, Toronto Metro Police Department receive a notification that there is a positive DNA match to Paul Bernardo for three rapes in Scarborough, and mm -hmm. he's arrested. Now, Carla's pissed off because of the flashlight beating, so she starts talking, and she seeks a plea bargain and tells the police that Paul raped at least 30 women. Okay. But guess what? During her interviews, Carla's wearing this Mickey Mouse watch that had belonged to one of the murder victims. And so now the police are starting to put together what's really going on with these fucking pieces of shit. Thank God. It's about fucking time. So now Carla starts singing like a bird. And the government, or the crown, if you will, because it's mm -hmm, in Canada, mm -hmm. offers her a 12-year sentence. Um... But then guess what happens? All those videos resurface. Oh, yeah. With Carla in them. Um, and that doesn't look too good for our girl Carla. No. Kind of rebutes a lot of her story. So her attorney presents Carla as the ultimate victim. Mm -hmm. She was forced into doing it. Yada, yada, yada. And so she is only charged with manslaughter because of the information she presented and on September 1st, 1995, Paul Bernardo is convicted of numerous counts of rape and sexual assault, two counts of first-degree murder, and is sentenced to 25 years. He's still in prison. He's always denied parole. And due to him being listed as a dangerous offender, he will probably never actually get out of prison. I, um, yeah, in the movie, I think they said that he got, like, two life terms without the possibility Yeah, it's of hard parole. because... Is the movie you watched an American movie? Yeah. So it's... They converted it. Yeah, because the yeah. sentencing in Canada is different. For but sure. But yeah, probably, mm -hmm. you know, same shit. Um, and that actually answers one of my questions from the movie. Mm-hmm. Is they talk about how even, like, after it's all said and done, like, there were certain restrictions put on Carla after the fact. And I'm like, what? Like... That's kind of weird. Like, I had never heard about that. And it's like, well, yeah, because it wasn't in fucking America. Well, let me get to Carla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Paul has a little bit of a different side of the story. Let's get into what Paul says. Yeah. He's not getting out of prison anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Paul claims Carla's the real monster here. Okay. And I don't know if you want to believe Paul or not. That's... But I kind of see what he's saying because... Um, Carla's the one as far as the murder victims go she's the one who lured those girls in they were girls that she knew her own little sister girl that she worked with um, so she lured those girls in 
And she liked the rape and torture as much as Paul did. She was into it. And you have to remember, Paul never killed before Carla showed up. Yeah. He raped. He's a terrible, awful piece of shit human being who should never get out of prison and be around the general public again. But he didn't technically kill anybody before Carla came yeah. along. Um, he claims that she actually did all the physical killing. Paul actually would leave to pick up food, movies, run general errands, and then he would get back to the house and Carla killed the victims. And he has receipts to back all of this up. Okay. That he wasn't in the house at the time of the killing. Okay. Carla's attorney claims that it was like an unspoken agreement and he had control over her and was abusing her. Wow. So it was like a like an unspoken agreement that he would leave and then Carla would kill them because she was under such like yeah, 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 yeah. mental distress. Mm -hmm. But Paul says that's bullshit. He says he would leave to get things for the girls because what he says is that he would actually get really attached to the girls and he would want to keep them around. And then Carla and get jealous. would get jealous. Yeah. And so when he would leave to get the girls food or gifts, mm -hmm. Carla would kill them. Yeah. And that he was always distraught when he would come home and see what she had done. And there's a video of Carla telling Paul talking about their future, about how they could have 10, 20, even 50 girls. Jesus. Um, and also, Paul was obsessed with Carla's little sister, Tammy, which is fucking gross and disgusting. Mm -hmm. But he, in his weird mind, he said that he loved her. He never got over her death. He kept a bunch of her possessions, mm -hmm. and he would show her picture to friends and even cry about her to his friends. Um, and he even took the same drugs that they had given Tammy to see how it felt to see what she went through so what Paul claims happened is that after assaulting Tammy he went to sleep because she looked fine he was expecting her to wake up she was oh, breathing fine damn. and then Carla woke him up after Tammy had already choked so yeah that's what he claims happened okay um and then after she died, Carla would even dress up as Tammy and then fuck Paul. Yeah. Which is really weird and gross and disgusting. Yeah. <coughs> uh, when Paul finally kind of expressed his feelings to his wife, Carla, about how he was not over Tammy and how he was still upset about what happened. That's not going to fly. She wasn't sad or remorseful at all. And that's what triggered Paul to snap and beat her with a flashlight because he was upset that she wasn't upset. So, make that what you will. There's no reason you have to believe Paul um, Bernardo. He's a piece of shit. You, I mean. See, I did. Who knows? Wait, hold on. Not yeah, done yet. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what to believe? But here is the truth. While Paul is in prison where he should be, Carla Homolka was released in 2005. She's remarried. She has three kids. She still lives in Ontario. And she is a doting soccer mom. She participated in many activities at the kids' elementary school and now high school. And, you know, a high school that's filled with 14 and 15-year-old no. girls. Absolutely not. Does she, she go by another name? I didn't look that up. I think she does. Stay tuned to next week's episode. I'll let you know. But yeah. it's such a big case in Canada. What are you going to They all know what you look like. Right. That's like O.J. Simpson going by a different name. Yeah, like, for sure. Bro, we all know it's you. So whether you believe Paul Bernardo or not, I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable with uh, Carla with a K at my kid's school. No. Um, 
That's just so crazy the way that you're presenting it to me versus what I watched. Of right? course. Um, but it just, it makes me think because I think it was my senior year high school project. I did it on the justice system. And I remember like reading into these cases, I could never be put in a position to like have to determine who's telling the truth. I don't think I could, I could do that. Yeah. Unless there's like clear cut evidence. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like these two stories, either way. Yeah. Like I just, I couldn't be the person to make that call. Cause even Carla, you would say like, Oh, there's clear cut evidence that she's guilty. I mean, obviously they found her guilty of manslaughter, right. which is a lesser charge than first degree murder. They obviously found her guilty for something. Um, I personally think she should be found guilty for a lot more than she was. But the way, but then the like the whole abuse victim and kind of being brainwashed. The way you said the and, attorney twisted it, that's how the and movie that could have really happened. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. That could have totally happened. And that's the shit that just blows my mind. Except for she does have dead eyes, and that doesn't look good. And that does absolutely get brought up. So the movie absolutely portrays it from like her being. M- more on the innocent side, in my opinion, the way that I was viewing it, completely unaware. Which of is it. funny because if you guys see the the picture for the movie, it looks like a scary woman face. It well, says Carla in scary letters. At the end, they call the bitch out for what she really Ooh. is in like a weird way. So that's why I was kind of confused. Okay, hold on. Let's pause, take a bathroom break, and then we will get into the movie Carla with a K. <laughs> okay, we're back. We are... Ready to go for Carla with a K. I cr- oh, I should have cracked it open on. Oh well, cracked open you another one. Cracked it open I for Carla. Cracked it open for Carla on the mic, but we got our fresh seltzers and we're ready to hear about this movie. So the movie is definitely from like Carla's point of view, mm-hmm. right? And we are eight years into her twelve-year term, and she's eligible for oh. parole. So she's having, like, flashbacks during the movie. So, no, it's her having to prove herself to this doctor Mm -hmm. why she should be released. Okay. So she's, you know, trying to convince him, like, this is what happened. This is how I got manipulated. And this is the person I am now. Mm -hmm. Very, very similar to all the facts that you've given I think they moved the timeline around a little bit. So, yes, it was Christmas. And we were even kind of talking a little bit earlier before we started the podcast. I'm like, where was this family? Like, where were these parents? You're saying they were asleep. Nowhere do they come up in the movie whatsoever. (laughs) It's almost as if Carla and Tammy live on their own. Oh, weird. Mm -hmm, Because um, Paul is obviously obsessed with Tammy and he would like take her out to do things Mm. and they would come back late and Carla would like storm out the door. Where have you been? (laughs) And it's like, are you her fucking mom? Like, where are your parents? Where are we right now? Right. So I thought that that was really interesting and yeah, it's definitely played off like not that she, she was giving into Paul And that was like her gift or whatever, but she really didn't want anything to do with it. And they show her holding the cloth over her face as he's raping her. Mm. And so that's how the whole thing goes down. And when they talk about like how obsessed he was with Tammy, they would go on to have sex in front of the tape. And she would she would dress up in the movie and they would even play it 
for people who would like what yeah but not the death part like getting her drunk leading up to it they did they that's so weird. they plied her with wow. alcohol world's worst big sister guys yeah so she knew from the get-go in the movie that she was infatuated with Paul and that she was going to do anything for him. And he described himself as like a director of movies, but he wasn't really working Okay, at the time. And she figured out what kind of movies he liked to make, you know, mm. the kinky, sexy kind. And she would refer to him as her king and, <sighs> and very much painted herself in like this submissive role you know, just aiming to please him in any way that she could. Guys, if and no offense, if this is you, whatever. Anytime that couples refer to themselves as king and queen, Whew. it's it's a bit of a red flag situation. Yeah. And so, like you're saying, like, she was cool with it. Like, she knew that he would go out and rape. But as long as he was coming home to her. <laughs> so weird. Right? Gross. At the end of the night, she's like, you know, he he's my everything. Like, wh- why would I want to do anything to upset him? Mm-hmm. She's like, obviously, once we got married, like, I thought things would change. Mm. But in the movie on their honeymoon, they don't show us. It's just her talking about it. They go to Hawaii and he wants to invite other women into the bedroom on their honeymoon. And she's like, bitch, it's our fucking honeymoon. Like, no. So he beats the shit out of her. And also, I like that he wanted to invite other women. Oh, you mean you oh, wanted to abduct yes. and rape other women on our honeymoon? I don't think any women were ever invited. So he beats the shit out of her. And the doctor goes on to ask, well, in all these movies that Paul made of the honeymoon and all the pictures like you don't look sad you don't look upset you don't look beat up Mm -hmm. and she's like oh well I learned early on you don't mess up Paul's movies Mm. so it's like the whole thing was an act I really like how they try to paint Paul as a movie director (laughs) that's a nice twist I I will look up what Paul did for a living and let you guys know next time not a movie director well because even in the actual facts that you were talking about like they they recorded a lot Mm -hmm. of this stuff yeah so that's just the way that she would describe yeah not that she was the one holding the camera Mm -hmm. of course yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so little things like that um so when they get back from their honeymoon that's when when they were gone the cops found the first body oh the body of the first person they Mm -hmm. had to kill and in the movie the reason they ended up killing her is because it's the first time any of the girls had seen his face oh okay right she was told to keep her eyes closed but she looked Mm -hmm. he's like well bitch now i have to fucking kill you Mm -hmm. like you saw me we can't go on with this um this girl in the movie like tries to get into Carla's head like you know you don't have to do this right like we could we can leave you can help me and again she's playing herself up like oh well you just don't understand like he'll hurt both of us so you just need to comply just do what he's saying really builds up that whole dominant thing and so it's not that they're nervous when they get back from their honeymoon but it's like it turned him on mm-hmm. that they were kind of on to him mm-hmm. 
And in the beginning, when he was doing the raping, um, there was a, a sketch out of the scars, the Scarborough mm-hmm. <laughs> rapist. And everyone, like all of his friends would joke like, oh, hey, that looks like Paul. <laughs> oh like, ha, ha, ha. But it couldn't be because he's the best, right? Yeah. He's the greatest. And so now police are kind of like trying to put things together like, oh, well, he was linked to that. And now this is going on where they're finding the rapes and the bodies here and he's living here now. And they come to question him. And of course he has an alibi and they're like, all right. And they brush it off again. The abuse between him and Carla, the domestic abuse really heats up. And in the movie at this point, she acts as if she's like seeking out to friends for help trying to get out of the abusive relationship Mm -hmm. but he keeps drawing her back in with the fact that he has the video of her involved in her sister's death like you can't leave me bitch I can fucking ruin you yeah and so she keeps going back but finally he just beats the shit out of her so bad like she can't even go into work is that the flashlight beating Mm -hmm. do they use the flashlight in the movie no but that would be the equivalent of he just literally just beats the shit out of her yeah. <clears throat> and um, that's when the cops get involved. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they re-examine the DNA. And then they're finally able to link him to the old rapes. And because they're able to link him to the rapes, they can start piecing together all the shit that's going on currently. Mm-hmm. And that's when everybody starts singing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... She gives her point of view that she was just doing what she needed to do to not get herself killed, Mm -hmm. keep her king happy, Mm -hmm. and that it was all him all the time, and that she, in her mind, never killed anybody. And the doctor even pointed out in the movie, like, well, you did, and you've talked about it. You killed your sister. Mm-hmm. Like you were the one that got the drugs from the vet. You were the one that hold the cloth over her mouth. Like you were the only one there that could have stopped it, but you didn't. Yeah, I know. Super fun. Super light. I know. <laughs> you know, what's crazy. Great way to start my week. I watched it on a Monday, Tuesday afternoon. I, I had wanted to do a different, um, a different thinking case. it was gonna be too much and i was like you thinking know what it was gonna be Think, and we're gonna do it someday uh maybe even someday soon but i was like you know what this case is a real bummer i need something else i'm like oh the ken and barbie kill. i know i obviously i'm a true crime fan so i know the story um but all the other shit but until i got into it i was like oh this is also <laughs> a fucking bummer <laughs> this is also terrible mm-hmm. especially the I, I remember the little sister thing I did know about that yeah. but then reading the details and I have a little sister and I just I can't wrap the idea. my fucking brain around no. it I get be I, I don't get but I'm just saying like if you're into forcing yourself upon people or like if you're crazy or you're just a piece of shit whatever but the fact that it's your own little sister yeah. is so much even darker than the darkest thing that right a human being could be capable of. It's so gross. And now talking about weird shit and things that people are into and things that people are capable of. The thing that bothered me about the movie is they really like, 
harped on her sexuality. Like she was a Carla or Tammy Carla Uh because it's like in the movie, the night that she and Paul met, they fucked that night. Like, yeah, they mentioned that in the true crime case too. I just didn't put it in there, but yeah, they they fucked fucked that night like bunnies. Like they were fucking on each other all the time. So in the movie that first night, not only did they fuck, they fucked right in front of their friends. Whoa. Like, if you guys have a problem with it, you can leave. This is happening, and it's happening right now. That would be crazy. Put yourself in that. Could you imagine? Right, just to have a- that kind of just. No, I mean, could you imagine being a friend at the party? Oh. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, get it, girl, but also, like. Get a room. Is there a room? Like They're in the same room together. And maybe like- the bathroom or uh, something, yeah, you know? know? Go take a shower together. Because, you know, B and I are not slut shamers. We're all about it. Get it, girl. And Get that, your shit. So, but also, like, maybe <laughs> to the dining room or the kitchen, possibly. I don't know. An, yeah. Another room. And then later on in the movie, when she finally, like, starts to separate herself from Paul or whatever, they show her again, like, hooking up with a random guy at a club in a bathroom. And it's like, they're trying to judge her for that. And I'm like, bitch, fuck that. Like, if I've been in an abusive relationship this whole time and it's my first weekend out and this guy wants to fuck me. Or even if you haven't been. Yeah. Even if you're just out and, like, right? It sounds like fun. Because the doctor's like, like, and you're just, you think that's the right thing to do at this time with everything yeah. that's going on? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Why do you care? Mm-hmm. Um, well, then get ready for a lot of uh, future anger, Bailey, because um, a lot of true crime cases are like that. And yeah. a lot of the time it's people try to slut shame women, slut shame women or especially victims that try to like come out and say something. Yeah, and I can't. Ugh. It happens over and over and over and over again. Made me it so. does not matter how much sex you have how much sex how much you like sex it doesn't matter what you're dressed like it doesn't even matter what you're acting like if you don't want to have sex with somebody the answer should be no Mm -hmm. and if you do want to have sex with somebody then great get it get it put a condom on i guess but right be safe be responsible and have fun it's literally none of our business i could give a shit right as long as everyone's consenting i don't give a fuck what you do so that was really the one part of the movie where I was just like, this is unnecessary. Like, this isn't contributing to her being a fucking piece think, of shit person. Like, but her that being was a, probably part of her story, though. Yeah. Because it's just it that does get, sex drive, that animal yeah. behavior. Just like, But it only ever gets pinned on women. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares if a man's like that. Mm-mm. You know? And um, they do mention that in the true crime case that they fucked right away and this, that, and the other. And it's like, and and what right and, and so, so what yeah so what does that mean so that means Carla deserves what exactly. she deserves to get beaten she deserves to get mistreated right and then so like I was saying at the beginning how they really took a twist at the end so they closed the movie with it ending like her and the doctor hugging her going back to prison and it's like okay this is what he decides and then it's typed out and I have to fucking read it. <sighs> not read i know love that <laughs> so i guess foreign films are out in the Ow. future <laughs> oh god no if i won't do it for nick i'm not doing it for you um and it says that the court we'll call it yeah basically decided that while she's very smart and knows exactly what to say that 
she's cold. She's heartless. She shows no empathy, Dead no eyed, if you will. remorse. She never apologized mm -hmm. for anything. It's as if she was accountable for none of it. Yeah. Including her own sister. Like she still doesn't see that she had a part in that. She just sees herself as like a victim. And nobody mentioned that about the real Carla. But what I can tell you about the real Paul Bernardo, at least what he claims is that he's so filled with remorse that he he cries himself to sleep on a regular basis. He's struggling. He's having a real hard time with the decisions that he made. And I could see that. But I don't know about the real car. I don't know about the real Carla. I don't know right. if she feels that way or not. But right. And so they did not give her her parole. And it said that while she was in prison, she started a relationship with a male inmate. Okay, yes. I was trying to find this because I heard about this on, I think, My Favorite Murder, and I couldn't find it. He, another killer. Who had killed yes. his girlfriend or yes. wife yes, or whatever. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I want to say it's um, and I wanted Chris to ask Watts. you if that's the guy she married? No, because he's, he's in prison okay. for life. Okay. Was it Chris Watts? They didn't say. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. Episode six. Yeah. I will let y'all know because um, I had a crazy week. I did as much research as I was willing to do, but um, <coughs> I want to say it was with, I don't know who it was with, but it was with a, it was with a, like a real big time piece of shit. She yeah. has a type. Mm -hmm. um, and I do remember that from my favorite. How murder. does that work though? How do female and male inmates get into a relationship when do they see each other girl i don't know i'll research it and i'll find out yeah i'm really interested in fucking prison i do sex. remember can we have a whole episode about prison sex <laughs> well we can do an episode on um did you ever watch that show on netflix about the sacramento county jail no i think it's i'm pretty sure it's sacramento it's the male the males and females are in the same jail, but the the men are up top on the top floors and the women are down below, but the plumbing's all connected. So they talk to each other through the toilets. Okay. They'll like, literally you can talk into the yeah. toilet and hear each other through the pipes. Yeah. And so they'll have like, it's telephone toilet relationships. Mm -hmm. And then they'll even give each other gifts. Like the men can flush down gifts for the women, whether okay. it be, snacks or like artwork they've made mm -hmm. or letters they've written there's a way that you can like get it down through and then the women fish it out of the toilet yeah isn't that crazy and then one episode um some woman pisses off some dude up there and so he starts this thing where they all flood their toilet they um like stop up their toilets yeah. and so the women's side of the jail all floods Ooh. because that was his revenge on bum 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 yeah, you want to have a whole TikTok about prison sex? <laughs> um, yeah. No. That's fine. <laughs> that would be funny. I was thinking of Shameless of season, is that season nine when yeah. Mickey and Ian are in prison together? Mm -hmm. And they're using like mayonnaise as lube. <laughs> so gross. I mean, I like mayonnaise and all, but no. Well, Carla Homolka, Paul Bernardo, I guess one thing we can agree on is that they both did terrible things and they're yeah. both probably pieces of shit. Right. The fact that Carla is trying to pass herself off as a fucking soccer mom though right now is killing me. And that then, might be one step too far, ma'am. Yeah. And then so why they're the Ken and Barbie killers is just because they're pretty. Because they look like Ken and Barbie. Yeah, that's what we're okay. Their wedding day, they look like my Ken and Barbie wedding set. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who dubbed them Ken and right. Barbie, but 
They look like it to me. So uh, what are you dressed as tonight? <laughs> Bailey's look of the week, guys. First of all, um, I'm not going to steal Bailey's shine, but I wanted to participate too, so I put on bright pink lipstick. The more the merrier. And I try to fluff up my hair into like 90s half up fluff. And just let y'all know, Bailey always is going to dress up for the theme of the week. But because Bailey works and I'm a stay-at-home mom, she always her makeup's always done, her hair's always done. So I also do my hair and makeup for Bailey, just yeah, for Bailey, just for it's me. Like I'm getting ready for a date because otherwise I look like a troll that's lived under a bridge. So I'm a grumpy old troll. <laughs> <laughs> I do my hair and makeup just for B. I mean, I'm still in lounge pants and a t-shirt, but at least I look semi-presentable. But B dresses up every week in theme. Well, I'm, I'm in pajamas. They're just Christmas themed she's, pajamas. She's wearing Christmas pajamas because oh. of what happened to poor sweet Tammy on Christmas Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. And then I YouTubed how to do fake bangs. <laughs> Faux bangs. Because <laughs> I was so envious throughout the whole movie of the bang moment. I mean, it was basically like she had a Pomeranian on her forehead. It's very late 80s, early 90s hair. Mm-hmm. Mall bangs, if you will. Mall yeah. hair. Lots mm-hmm. of Aquanet. Mm-hmm. Lots of teasing. Lots of bleach. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know me. I don't do my hair. I strive not to do my hair. So for me to try to figure out how to do the fake bang and like. Looks great. I know. I love it. <laughs> and then you also floofed up your hair. You have a nice scrunchie in. Yep. I got that pony as high as I could. I got that scrunchie as yep. scrunched as I could. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we did our makeup a little like Paul Bernardo just beat my ass makeup. Yeah. Well, that and like fake sad. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. The, the smudge. Yeah. Uh, right. I cried yeah. All night. <laughs> he hit me. <laughs> okay. We're officially going to hell. Carla Homolka, if you're listening to this. Uh, she liked it. She deserved it. And I don't feel bad. And I'm going to drink to that. Well, you're <laughs> drinking alone. I'm not taking that stance. You're going to get this podcast canceled. Cancel culture. <laughs> you're going to get us canceled for sure. <laughs> um, although she did kill her little sister. So, yeah, you know. Anywho. Boop, boop. Um, yeah, great. I don't know what we're going to do next week. But <laughs> this has been not it's been real it's been not that much fun to read about them no. to be honest they really bummed me out a little bit this week but mm-hmm. it was a fun excuse to dress up <laughs> every week is a fun excuse to dress up you mm-hmm. can see pictures of b in her outfit and pictures from the case thc podcast on instagram thc true on twitter and um true hollywood what is our podcast <laughs> true hollywood crime <laughs> true hollywood story nope 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 true hollywood crime facebook facebook page <laughs> this is why you shouldn't drink on your podcast guys it never ends great starts off strong no i disagree that it's always my favorite <laughs> at the end when yeah. it just sounds so dumb um true hollywood crime podcast <clears throat> facebook page <clears throat> i'm trying my hardest <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be great, guys. I am. Oh, well, good. Well, Bailey is on Facebook, so she can't see whether it's going to be good or not. Um, I always post pictures from the case. I post pictures from our personal life, like um, a great wedding picture of me and B, or things we were talking about. Yeah, get to know us. Let's hang out. 
let's, let's talk hang out let's make this a more fun 2020 Let's give people something to look forward to. I don't know what there is to look forward to without TikTok, but I agree. Sure. Yeah. I look forward to us. I look forward to this. I look forward to our weekly dates. That's why I put lipstick on for you. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. You can listen to us. Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, soon to be Spotify, soon to be Pandora. Look us up. Tell a friend. I guess you don't have to look us up. You're already here. Tell a friend. Oh, real quick. Right oh, before we go. Yeah. The latest episode of My Favorite Murder. Oh. The real, an actual podcast. Right. The real, real. Is one of the best episodes I've ever heard. Oh. So I'm sure you've already listened to it if you're listening to us right now. But if you haven't. Go listen. Go listen to it. It's not the mini-sode. It's the episode before. It's episode 200 and something, 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 something. And it is fucking great. It's so good. That's it. That I'm just so excited. Oh my Jesus. It's so good. Okay. There's um Georgia talks about the Zoot Suit Riots, which I think they did make a movie out of, so we will cover that at some point. So mm. I don't want to tell you too much. And Karen, who's my girl, that's my favorite podcaster of all time, tells us the story of a kidnapped bus of children, and the children all get put in this underground bunker in Livermore, California, <gasps> which is right up the street from where B and I grew up. And it's a great story. She tells it wonderfully. I'm hoping one day to tell it to you. I don't know what movie I'm going to find that's similar, but there's got to be something out there. So one day in the future, we'll tell those tales. But listen to listen to that one, too. It's a great episode. Um, but for now, any parting words, B? <laughs> As we get our very last Trulies out, we're going to crack one. Yep, that's for you guys. We hope that you do a cheers with us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for everything. Bye.